Hi everyone, this is Greg Harton. I'm the editorial page editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and this is Speaking of Arkansas. Do I think the rest of Arkansas might benefit? Yes, yes. Um, uh, I actually think the whole country would benefit. I think we're um, at a place where the country needs to um, fall back in love with itself. More of that interview with my guest in just a moment. But first, have you ever been to Eureka Springs? This little town in Carroll County, Arkansas, hosts close to a million visitors a year. People go there for all sorts of reasons. It's historic Victorian buildings, it's shopping, it's arts and music scene, it's live performances. I remember first going to Eureka Springs when I was probably eight or nine years old, captivated by the winding streets and impressive buildings that seemed to climb the hills of the Ozarks. I remember walking under the outstretched arms of the massive statue of Jesus they have there and going to the impressive outdoor performance of the great Passion Play. A lot of Arkansans remain fascinated by this little town that's unlike any other in the state or really elsewhere. Eureka Springs is a liberal oasis in a largely more conservative state. To say its population is eclectic is an understatement. Its residents are a mix of some natives and a lot of people who migrated there, discovering a town where there seems to be room for everyone. But passions run deep among its 2,200 residents, and that can sometimes turn into conflict over local matters. And the question one organization in Eureka Springs is asking is whether something called civic love can be nurtured and grown. And that leads me to our guest today. Jackie Wolven is the executive director of Main Street Eureka Springs. That's an organization that embraces historic preservation and blends that with a drive for economic development. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Jackie. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what are we here to talk about today? Well, Main Street Eureka Springs is about to launch what it refers to as a month of civic love. There's a variety of activities this month or coming up in February that ask these basic questions. Uh, what does it mean to love where you live and can you grow the love and pride you have in the place you live? Uh, so Jackie, I guess the first question is, what do you think the answers to those questions are? Well, I'm biased because I think the answer's yes. Um, but I don't think I'd be a very good scientist, right? If I were, if I were just already guessing what the answer is, I, I have to test it, which is what the month is all about, right? Um, granted, I don't really want anyone to prove us wrong, um, and I think, I think this that it can be done, but I think it takes effort. I think that's part of it. I think. We, we as an organization see that it is something that people have sort of taken for granted, the place they live. They just take that for granted. And, and instead, we're going to take an entire month to focus on, on what we love about it. How do you um, see that in Eureka Springs as far as people kind of taking for granted where they live? It's a funny thing, you know, um, we are very fortunate here to live in a preserved um, historic district, the, the entire town, <laughs> and it is beautiful, just natural setting is beautiful, and, you know, almost a million visitors visit Eureka Springs, and we serve those visitors with great joy. I mean, we really do embrace hospitality as our 
as our you know economic driver and who we are as a people but and we forget why they're coming they're coming because it's beautiful they're coming because they enjoy the eureka Oh, I'll just say the Eureka vibe, which is a little different than other places in Arkansas. They are enjoying the amazing restaurants we have and the experiences they get to have and the people. And and we forget. We're so busy serving that we forget that that's why we're here, too. I, I believe that there's a, most mostly I think it's like 80 percent of the people who live here weren't born here. They, they came to Eureka Springs just like those visitors did. And at one time, they loved it. They, they, they fell in love. And then over time, that love kind of dwindled. And so, yeah, they just, you know, I guess it's like a long marriage, right? You kind of have to rekindle, like, why did you get married in the first place? And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to rekindle that. So for people who aren't familiar with Eureka Springs, perhaps haven't visited Eureka Springs, which which they should correct um, that as soon as they get a chance. But um, Eureka Springs is really, um, I mean, you probably get tired of hearing, you know, these kinds of terms, but, you know, it's a kind of a quirky town mm-hmm. within Arkansas. It's a, it's a very uh, different place. Uh, it's uh, it's like as you say, it's a beautiful place. It, it developed as a as a resort, Victorian resort of of uh, people seeking to restore their health through the yes. the, the, the springs there, and uh, and it still has that character, that Victorian character, um, but it's also developed into this uh, community that is uh, probably, I mean. Fayetteville might argue with me on this, but, but you know, one of the most inclusive towns uh, uh, certainly uh, has, in, in recent decades, has uh, developed as a community that is supportive of LGBTQ communities. Um, uh, uh, but you've, you know, it's a place where you've got the, uh, you know, the Christ of the Ozarks uh, uh, looming over, which is a uh, this, you know, uh, sixty, I think, seven foot statue of Jesus, um, and that's where the uh, Great Passion Play, uh, telling the story of Jesus's final days, uh, takes place. So you've got this real uh, diverse and eclectic mix of people there, and uh, and so uh, you know it. Eureka Springs has to be a place because of that diversity where sometimes that shows up in in really great and beautiful ways and other times that may show up in ways that aren't so nice. (laughs) So, I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, so we are um, sort of a microcosm of what the U.S. is, right? So we have, like you, like you said, we have the folks who are more adherent, maybe to the the values or ideas of of at the Great Passion Play, which is fine. And then there are people who are into the idea that it's a crystal vortex here and that it's a metaphysical place. And then there's people here who are just, you know, trying to have a business and and do a job. You know, it's kind of all the things, right? It's like, um, and, and that takes place across the country where we have people who are on all in every side of everything. And Eureka Springs, and remember, our actual, like, population is only 2000 and we've got it all right here in this little tiny um 
uh, I don't know, uh, boiling soup of, of people. Is, yeah, Eureka, uh, Eureka Springs never only has 2,000 people in it. That is true. <laughs> On a good weekend, you know, it's uh, more like eight to 10,000 people. You're right. And so, yeah, it is, um, I don't think we're, I mean, I absolutely believe that we probably are the most tolerant um, uh, liberal location in in Arkansas. And I mean that not necessarily in the political space, but in the fact that we are we are extremely um, accepting and tolerant of folks where we meet people where they are. And I agree. Fayetteville is our sister city. I could fist bump them. We are right there. We are the same. I think they're just a little bit bigger and have a lot more resources than we have. That said, we um, it, it, that's not enough, right? Like it, it's great to be all that, but that doesn't keep you in love with the place that you are. That's who you are, maybe, but that's not what keeps you in love with where you are. So you know, um, still needs work. Still needs work. Yeah, and before I forget to mention it, I mean it is a community of artists. Um, as, that, as well, is, I've got to got to throw that in there, and that is true. It's an original, um, it's an original art colony, and we have over two hundred working artists within the community, and over even more musicians. And so, it is a thriving arts community. And so, right, and what you didn't mention, all of the businesses, for the most part, even the. There are a few chains here, not very many franchises, but a few. But even those are all owned by independent um, owners. So you have that independent spirit too, right? It's it, there's no corporation here. There's no there's no um, large firm here. Everyone is. Um, trying to do their own thing and so we're trying to make that work too in a very small town so that brings us back to the point of your activities in february um and you talk about developing civic love um so help me to understand what civic love is right so um i don't uh I'm afraid that it's going to sound really cheesy and I'm actually embracing it. I'm just going to embrace it. It's cheesy. It's like uh, maybe seems sort of uh, childish or immature. Um, but I believe truly that we need to create um, a community that has a limitless capacity for love uh, for each other and for the place itself. Um, I, our organization has been observing, as everybody else has, the, the, I don't know what to call it exactly. It's just that there's this idea that people are, are either fearful or unhappy or they're not quite satisfied. It's like an unset, like they're unsatisfied, I guess. And that comes out across online comments or in our case, often in-person civic meetings, you know, city council or commission meetings. Um, there's just this, this quick to be um, unsatisfied or dissatisfied or unhappy or angry. I mean, we can, it kind of goes down that line, right? Um, and, we've, and we've seen that disintegrate over time. Um, it's always been a town that spoke for itself, you know, the people felt the freedom to say what they wanted to say. But, but what, we, what we've noticed is there's a, a just a, people are just 
generally not as happy, basically. And so we think that part of that is that they've forgotten that they have this this larger piece of themselves that because they've chosen this place, whether by choice or they've decided to stay to live here, you know, people can live wherever they want now. They don't, they don't have to stay where they grew up. So they've chosen to live here. And we believe that that larger choice gives them an avenue to experience a greater richness in their life. That's what civic love is. Um, it's also recommitting yourself to the place that you live. So I can take it back to the idea of being married. You know, you, you recommit. I don't know. I've been with my husband for 35 years now and I feel like every day sometimes I'm recommitting. Yep. 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 That's the guy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 And I think, I think, but it's a conscious decision, right? It's a conscious decision that we have to make. And I think that we have forgotten to do that in the civic space. We just take it all for granted or we we just don't feel like we're engaged or that we could be engaged. And that's what we're trying to show is that actually you can. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's certainly not unique to Eureka Springs. I mean, it's uh, those those sorts of uh, challenges are, are happening across the country, I think. And, um, I, you know, the reaction i think to anything that has the word love in it when you're talking about your community and 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 you know i think sometimes the cynicism of our time kind of creeps into that and and maybe people you know they hear civic love and they give it kind of an eye roll you know or you know something like that and um you know, it sounds like you guys are, are trying to drill deeper than that and, and kind of get past the cynicism to into uh, a, maybe a, a bit of a process to help everybody get to to where they, they understand this a little more deeply. Exactly. So it's so easy to be cynical, isn't it? It's so easy to um, just deride what's happening, just to just to decide like mm, they don't know what they're talking about, or that seems silly, right? Or I'm above that, or or I don't need that. That's so easy to do. But uh, uh, at the end, is cynicism better? Uh, we contend not. We contend that you can still have a critical. Um, or, or thoughtful way of thinking about the problems. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that we're glossing over the problems. I think I should be very clear about that, that there are real problems in all of our cities, but in our city specifically, we have infrastructure problems. Our infrastructure is incredibly old and is decaying and needs consistent maintenance. There are housing problems here, both affordable housing and the lack of any kind of real care for the unhoused. I mean, um, we have, oh, oh, you know, wage gaps in our community and um, there's a lot of lack, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are barely making it. Those are real problems. I'm not, we're not trying to dismiss those. Um, but then people have real personal problems, you know, mental health problems and um, uh, uh, family problems and drug abuse. And, you know, it goes on and on. Right. There's there's lots of problems that people have that that this does not say that those things are not real. Those things are real. But also what's real is what are the things that you love? What are the things that you care about? What are the things that matter to you? And we think that spending some time 
thinking about that, and in this case, specifically about the place that you've chosen to make your home, might help make connections for all those other things eventually as well, too. So tell me about what February looks like uh, as you guys try to explore this sense of civic love. How have you all set this up over the course of the month? Yeah, so we have created quite a few programs for people to get engaged in. Some of them are wild experiments, and so that's kind of fun too, right? We're not really sure. Um, The first one is we have asked people, anyone, to write a love letter to Eureka Springs, and we're doing a love letter exhibit. So we have asked the mayor and some of the folks that did grow up here who might be in their 80s now and the entire community, whoever wants to, to write us a letter um, about why they love Eureka Springs. And then that exhibit will be all month. Um, The opening of that is on the 8th and uh, uh, it's open every Saturday from 12 to 6 for people to come and see the letters and also to to write their own letter if they want to be part of the exhibit. And then, of course, we'll archive those letters because how fun is that, right? (laughs) Um, uh, And and then... um, then the next thing we have is, uh, I think the thing that you were most intrigued about was the 36 questions for love. So it's a night of falling in love. Um, there is a psychologist uh, who developed 36 questions to see if uh, int- intimacy between two strangers could happen or be accelerated if they asked each other these 36 questions. His name was Arthur Aaron. And those questions actually, I remember reading about them maybe 10 years ago in the New York Times. And I thought, huh, interesting experiment. So then um, the, these questions have been adapted by the National Public Housing Museum to be used for civic love. So we're offering an evening um, to allow people the opportunity to partner up. They'll partner up. Hopefully um, we'll make the partners somebody that they didn't come with because we think that would be fun um, just to make it even more awkward. Right. And then <laughs> they will ask each other, you know, we'll have hors d'oeuvres and things. It'll be like, it's like a little date night, I guess, with your town, but you'll ask each other those 36 questions. And at the end of it, we'll do a little, you know, a little talk, a brief talk about how did that feel? Um, I have this uh, belief that people will change how they feel about the community after doing this experiment. And this is truly an experiment. So that's on the 16th. And these are all free, by the way. This is, you know, this is, if we're going to make people experiment on whether they love Eureka Springs, you know, we're not going to charge them to do this. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, then lastly, uh, I am a uh, Citizen University fellow, and they have a program called Civic Saturday. And so instead of uh, what that is, is the fa- it's a, a, a civic analog to a faith gathering. So it's, it's sort of like church for the place you live um, rather than church. And so we are um, going to have an evening of that, and that is called... Um, a Eureka gathering, a civic session exploring loving where we live. And it is an hour and a half of um, 
We've asked people to bring an object that represents something they love about Eureka Springs. Now, I recently did this uh, project with my Main Street board. We had a day-long retreat, and so I asked them to all bring something to represent something they love about Eureka Springs. And uh, it was an amazing moment, actually, in a board retreat to take a moment to remember why we love this place. Um, there were six people, and not one of them had the same answer or the same object. One of them brought a brick from the Crescent Hotel and talked about the built landscape and how and the built environment and how important that is and how much he, he really loves that. Another one brought a Carrie Nation pin, talked about the history. Um, it was just sort of ran the whole gamut. And, and that's what we're asking people to do that night, to bring one something and so that we could all remember together why it is. And then interspersed, which is kind of secret, there will be some love bombing. We will be out and um, putting up some, 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 our mascot gnomes will be showing up at different <laughs> civic locations. Uh, nobody knows, shh, nobody knows, but we'll be sending those out so that the, our civic partners can, can feel a little love in, in February. I, one of the things I didn't mention is that February is notoriously gray and a little depressing in Arkansas. Folks that have seasonal affective disorder, it hits them the hardest, right, in February. It's also one of our slower periods. It's busy in Eureka, but it's still slower. And so people get a little grumpy. And so this was, and, and it's Valentine's Day. So those that have partners, that's great, but that might not be great. And those that don't have partners, it's definitely not great. And so this was the other reason for taking over February. It was like, how can we turn love on its head? How could we make that different for people here? So it's all an experiment. Um, we'll see how it goes. So you mentioned the 36 questions for civic love. I, I, I did want to get back to that. Um, you know, it, it is an interesting collection of questions. As you, as you say, it was developed, you know, at a national level. It's not unique to Eureka Springs and it's, it's sort of designed to, I guess, kind of break through some of the barriers that we set up uh, with each other. Um, yes. But I mean, you know, the the I, I don't want to give too much away, you know, because you know, obviously, people are going to experience this uh, uh, as they go through it. But you know, it just starts off with a simple question like, "What's your favorite kitchen smell?" And yeah. uh, and, and and it evolves, you know, those questions into um, you know, name three things we appear to have in common. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, you know, have you ever done a choreographed dance? <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. I mean, you know, yeah. the, you know, it, it just kind of goes back and forth, uh, between, you know, those more serious questions with some of these, uh, questions that, you know, I think people like to talk about kind of these unique experiences that they have, uh, you know, would you discipline a neighbor's child? It's a great collection of questions, but it, it does sound like a speed dating sort of uh, thing. But um, I, I can certainly see where at the end of this, those two people are going to have a, a, a much greater understanding of each other. So how does that help the community overall? I think as an organization and as a person, I believe in the ripple effect. So I believe that if you can change one person just a tiny bit, that that will affect or ripple out throughout 
every um, possible interaction that they might have. Now that's two people, right? So let's say we get 30 people to come do that. That's 30 potential changes that we will have made within the community. And that may seem very small, but I believe it doesn't take that much. And it's a start. If we don't start somewhere, if we don't try to make those ripples, we'll be right where we are. Or we'll be continuing the downslide to that cynicism that we talked about earlier. Sure. And so it doesn't matter to us necessarily that we make overnight change. That's obviously not what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying to open up the idea of, well, could I make a greater connection with somebody? That's important. That's what builds community. That is what community is, uh, honestly, is connections with one another. And if I have those connections with one another, do I make different decisions? Do I make different decisions about the things I believe in or that I do if I have a greater connection to the people in my community, right? Do I drive a little slower because I know that that person has kids and those kids are on the, on the street? Or when city council is discussing housing, do I make an effort to go because I know that that person that I was talking to has had trouble with housing? right? Like, do I start to care just a little bit? Or do I even just not even go that far? But I just talk about it within my office. Hey, I was at this thing, right? And they were talking about housing and how that's hard. Is that have you been hearing that? And just get people talking about it, thinking about it, right? And I think, I think if we don't start making those little ripples happen, I think we're gonna, I think we're sliding down in a way that in a place that I don't want to live. And I think that's part of it. And I think, I think, um, you know, I'm definitely eyes wide open. Uh, although my friends would call me like a ridiculous optimist, <laughs> 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 almost like Pollyanna. But I, I just believe, I believe that we have to give people the opportunity to have joy, the opportunity to find their excitement about something. Um, does that make us less uh, aware or, or responsive, I will say this to that word specifically, I would rather be joyfully responsive than cynically reactive. Hmm. So yeah, you, you guys are not going to be just handing out rose colored glasses to everybody as they come in. Nah, that's not the point at all. We want you to, we want you to, there's some questions in here that are a little crunchy. They're a little hard, right? You're going to have to think about that. Like, like, oh, like, like you said, would you discipline a neighbor's child? Mm, If you knew them, maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to think about that. Do I even know my neighbor's child? Like those are things to think about. Those are the things to, to, to wrap your head around. So yeah, no rose colored glasses here. I mean, a little fun, but, but no rose colored glasses. Uh, so when all this is said and done, how do you know that you've achieved something? Oh, gosh, you sound like every grant report I have to write. How do I know? How do I know? Well, conversations, right? It'll be, this is hard, hard, this is the hard thing about data, right? This is all, um, slow, soft things. This isn't, this isn't fast, hard things. This is so slow, soft things. This will be about, I will do a six month email out 
survey out, you know, I'll do an after the event and I'll do a six month survey out. Have you made any changes? Have you, have you created any new connections? Have you gotten more involved, right? We'll get some idea that way, but honestly, are you a little bit happier would be good enough. Are you a little bit happier? Did you put down, did you delete the comment that you wrote on Facebook instead of pushing send? I mean, right? Isn't that really what we want? Did you ask your neighbor if they needed help? I mean, that's it. It doesn't have to be massive. Later, do I want massive change? Yes, we have commissions without enough people. We we don't have enough people running for office. Um, we have uh, not enough engagement, volunteer engagement. I mean, you know, there's there are real civic problems, right? But we're going to start here. We're going to start with the softer stuff. I, I believe truly that you have to, people have to trust. Maybe again, <laughs> maybe we've lost that. We have to trust where we live and the people that are serving it and the institutions and the organizations and the people. And we have to regain that trust. That's how change is made. Change isn't made if we're just um, putting a brush broad stroke over it. Um, can, that can, that can cause some pretty terrible things, I guess. But I mean, if you want bottom up change, you're gonna have to learn to trust people. That's what these all are, exercises and trust. So uh, we've touched on several things over the month of February. Um, uh, I assume you have a, a website or a, a, a Facebook page or something like that that people can go to uh, now that they've, uh, they've kind of heard about this to, uh, to see exactly what the timing is on all of those sure. and the locations, that sort of thing. The best place to go is our Facebook page. It's uh, Main Street Eureka Springs. And I will say this, anyone's welcome to come. If you are interested in having something like this in your community, but you wanna see what it is, come, come to an evening. Evening, Come, come experience one of these things, um, see what it's like. And, and it also, if you want to know more about it, they can just contact me. Um, I'm happy to share the resources. You know, none of this is, um, you know, like, like you said, like we took this from a national organization and uh, happy to have other people replicate or learn from us as well. Do you know of any, uh, anybody else in Arkansas who has gone through this process? And no, we're yeah. it. Yeah. I, and this, it was the first time I'd ever heard of this uh so that's why i wanted to kind of explore it a little bit in this podcast so um yeah we um do i think the rest of arkansas might benefit yes yes um uh i actually think the whole country would benefit i think we're um at a place where the country needs to um fall back in love with itself. I was asking, I'll give you this. I asked a historian to a uh, history teacher he, uh, to, could you give me some documentation, some, some historical document that says that you should love the place you live? Like, is there anything that really says that? We have, you should love democracy. You should love America, right? That sort of broad stroke idea, but we don't have the, you should love the place you live. She couldn't find anything. Not that was specific like that. Um, 
And so I I think it's a missing piece of all of it is that, yes, love America. It's a great grand experiment that we're doing. Love all of those concepts. Love, you know, um, that. But also, could we fall in love with where we live? And maybe that might like us let us love it all a little more. Maybe it's just because David Crosby just passed away, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but uh, I, I'm, I keep thinking of that song, uh, Love the One You're With. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Yes. 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 That is exactly it. And, and I hope that your listeners don't think, oh, gosh, this just sounds like another Eureka thing. Like, I, I know you all think we're a little, you know, hippy dippy up here. I get it. Um, <laughs> Honestly, it's it's serious business. It's serious business. If we don't heal divides, if we don't heal um, disengagement, uh, it's a problem. It's a problem everywhere. I look at, I'll use Fayetteville as an example. I've looked at their city commissions and they have a lot of empty seats because people don't feel engaged enough to be part of that. And that's how city government works is by having volunteers sit on commissions. And, and I just think it, it, yes, this experiment might, might seem soft or small or silly, but I think it has ripples. I think it has ripples. Well, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you sharing your time with us. My guest has been Jackie Wolven, executive director of Main Street Eureka Springs, This is a production of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I want to thank everyone for joining us for this edition of Speaking of Arkansas.